and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Setrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Jennifer Zetrauer and this is our first official episode of Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. And I have invited a very special guest today to help me kind of launch and introduce myself uh, to my audience and listeners. And that is one of my very dearest friends, Emily Leanne Wilkerson. Hello. It's me, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) So um, on Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up, we talk about all things growing up. We talk about what it's like to be in your 20s and figure out how to navigate career uh, career pathways and getting jobs and paying bills and following the will of God and just kind of doing this grown up thing because you know what? None of us really all have it figured out. And it would be super helpful if when you were in school, somebody would give you a life map that just kind of says, do this and this, and you're going to turn out fine. But I found that that's not really how it goes. There's not always a clean cut way or a clearly directed list of how to grow up. It just kind of happens. So on this podcast, I just want to um, give encouragement and insight from some of my life experiences. Um, it's I hope it's a really lighthearted place that you guys can come and kind of just get insight and wisdom from my from my life. And I just can't wait to see where we go. So today I thought it would be really fun to have somebody who knows me really well, Emily, um, come and ask me a series of questions to help um, anyone who's listening to get to know me better if you don't know me personally. And to do this, um, I have picked something Emily showed me. It's called the 36 questions to make anyone fall in love with you. (laughs) Now I'm not trying to manipulate my (laughs) listeners into following or to falling in love with me, (laughs) but I mean, Hey, if there's any handsome young eligible bachelors that fall in love with me in this podcast, I mean, who can blame them? The wasn't, questions wasn't false. your goal, but hey, you <laughs> but got hey, what you I'll want accept it. it. <laughs> so, um, what we're going to do today is we're going to do this set of questions, um, but we're going to try to do these thirty-six questions <laughs> in thirty-six minutes. So it's going to be like a rapid-fire question questionnaire. So, Emily, are you ready to get these questions rolling? I was born ready. All right. So, um, as soon as you're ready, I'm going to start my 36-minute timer. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. (laughs) Here we go. Jennifer Zetrauer. (laughs) If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Hmm. Wow. <laughs> the pressure is on. Bring it on, oh, baby. No. Like it's like when you hear these questions, you suddenly forget any human that's ever existed. Yeah. Okay. If I could invite any human to dinner, who would it be? Oh gosh. 
okay, just give me a second. The pressure's <laughs> off. The pressure's off. I mean, honestly, I'd probably invite you because let's be real. <laughs> Come we'd on. have a good time. We'd laugh. As long as cry. you're paying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, second question. Would you like to be famous and in what way? Ooh. Um, I don't know, like the word fame and thinking about famous people is always like, I've never been somebody that's loved like magazines and keeping up with famous people yeah. because I feel like really everybody, whether they're famous or influential is all just a normal per. like we're all just normal people. And so, um, I don't feel like I'd want to be famous where there's like all this pressure. You can't leave your house without people, um, following you and taking pictures of your outfits on the way to the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you're right. My, all my students, I'm a music teacher, um, in Hamilton, Alabama and all of my students, I am very famous to them. Um, <laughs> they call me Miss Z and I can't go anywhere in the city of Hamilton where I live without seeing them and without them flagging me down saying, Miss Z, even when I'm at school, they're just, you know, like thrilled to see me. So I'm kind of like a, a small scale celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> well, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you were going to say? If so, why? You know, I really don't rehearse what I'm going to say because even right now as we're doing this podcast, I'm doing it off the cuff. There you go. Because I like to be spontaneous. I like to improv. It keeps things interesting. Okay. So what would constitute a perfect day for you? Ooh, a perfect day. I sleep in, no alarms, wake up in time for brekkie, um, <laughs> potatoes, um, hollandaise, maybe eggs benedict, Come know, on, somebody. some fruit, um, coffee. I get to read some books. I get to un- uninterrupted by my cat, Lucy, because <laughs> lately every time I try to read, she tries to pounce on me and get me to play with her. Um, so I, I read. I have a lot of me time, maybe practice playing piano or um, paint for a little bit, like a whole afternoon in my apartment with the sun shining bright through the windows, enjoying some solitude and then end the day by like having friends over and just getting to host and enjoy people's company. That's a good day. When did you last sing to yourself and when did you last sing to someone? (gasps) Okay. When's the last time I sang to myself? Oh my gosh. Like I know this this is probably supposed to be like a lighthearted question, but a lot of times in my quiet time with the Lord, I mm-hmm. will like try to hear what I feel like the Lord would sing over me or um even find scriptures where it's like what the Lord declares as his promises over his children, and so I will like sing that over myself from the Lord. Yeah. So the last time I did that was probably like um, within the past week. And then the last time I sang to somebody was, um, let's see. I feel like I sang to you on the phone the other day. Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> what did I sing? <laughs> I don't know. It was like some. Did old, I make it up or it was. Real? I think it was like an old school song. Yeah. That had to do with what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain Mm. either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Okay. Could you say it one more time? 
if you were able to live the a- to the age of 90 and mm-hmm. retain either the mind <gasps> or the body or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Um, I feel like there could be some people that disagree with this, but I'm going to say my mind because I even now think that my mind is one of the best things about me because I just have a crazy imagination and uh, all day long I'm thinking and I think my mind's pretty sharp. I'd love to have that at the ripe old age of 90. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Mm, I think... I don't know. Like, I would kind of like to die in an um, apocalyptic way, like the end of the world. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the rapture or um, the last <laughs> last days. Ooh, don't, heavy stuff. don't ask me about this and don't come for me. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I kind of always just imagine it's going to be the last days and I'm going to get caught up. Yeah. You know? Caught on up. <laughs> Okay, so name three things you and your audience appear to have in common. Ooh, let's see. We're all humans. We um, all enjoy podcasts, probably, because why would they be listening if not? And we're all trying to figure out how I'm trying to figure out how to be a (laughs) grown-up. I'm learning, they're learning, and we're all just laughing through it. (laughs) I hope. I hope there's not, like, a really angry audience member, Like, like... I wish you would stop telling us what to do. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like a Forrest Gump voice. Sorry. It's fine. So for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Aw, that's such a sweet sentimental question. Okay. I feel really grateful for the, um, the numerous close friends that I have. Mm. I feel like in every season of my life, the Lord has given me a, a very close friend and now that I've lived a lot of seasons, I have a lot of really close friends that I still keep in contact with. Yeah. And because of technology and just the ease of access of things these days, like I'm able to truly stay connected with so many great friends. Love that. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Whoa. Okay. Tanya, Chris, is that a word? I loved my upbringing. Careful now. (laughs) But I would say I wish that they would have let us have pets growing up. Mm -hmm. We didn't get pets until I was like maybe um, 15 or 16. And I always wanted to have like a cat or a dog or something. Mm -hmm. Take one minute and tell your audience your life story. In as much detail as possible. All right, here we go. So, Jennifer Zetrauer, born um, at the Northeast Georgia Medical Center, January 8th, 1992. Blonde hair, blue eyes, red skin. Grew up, loved all things artistic, loved to sing, loved to dance, loved to act, loved to paint, loved to color. Very friendly to everyone. Friendliness not always reciprocated. Jen cried to mom. Mom encouraged Jen. Jen loved Jesus. Jen went to church. Jen (laughs) did drama. Jen came out of her shell. Jen went to college. Jen went to ministry school. Jen had lots of ups. Jen had lots of downs. Cried in her car. Called mom. Mom, help. Mom didn't know what to do, but I prayed to God and he gave me (laughs) wisdom and advice. Somehow met Melissa Matheson and she got me hooked up with podcasting. And now here I am telling you the tale. The end. Very good. Seven seconds to spare. If you could wake up 
tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Wow. Okay. I think it would be the ability. Oh gosh, I have two really good answers. Gonna say them both quick. One would be, I know the question specifically said one. That's okay. One would be to be like a music producer and have all of the resources and um, all of the resources and ability and know-how to produce my own music. And anytime I have a song that comes into my mind, I'd be able to like create all of the instrument sounds myself and just put it together and take what's in my mind and put it into music. Another thing that I would want to do is to be able to write an amazing series of novels. Because when I'm reading novels, I'm like, how in the world did this author intricately Mm -hmm. weave this whole like world and all these characters and all of these things that mean something and have so much significance, like it hurts my brain to think about it. But <laughs> every time I read a book, I'm like, I want to do this. Yeah. Speaking of imagination, if your pet could talk and could tell you the truth about yourself, your <laughs> life, the future or anything else, what would you want it to know? Oh, man. I feel like um, I would want my cat, Lucy, to tell me. Um, the truth about whether or not I am as perfect as the guests that come to visit my house uh, see. <laughs> so, you know, whenever I have people come over, everything's pristine. You know, um, you came to stay with me this weekend and mm-hmm. I completely flipped the house around to make it look amazing. I'd want Lucy to look at me in the eye and say, you know what, mom? Meow, meow. The house isn't ever this clean. <laughs> I hope I didn't just squander that question on that. (laughs) Oh, that was great. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? And if so, why haven't you done it? Oh, ouch. (laughs) I think I would say I have dreamed of leaving the United States of America. I've never left the country and it's like I'm shocked. I don't know why I've not left the country. I only flew for the first time, like, in the past six years, though, so I'm taking baby steps. I'm not even afraid to leave the country. I just have been, to be honest, like, too small-minded to try to fundraise for a big trip, like, whether it's been a mission trip or just a trip for fun. The thought of trying to, like, specifically save a couple of thousand dollars to be able to go to a city in a country I've never been to, it's like I have other things that I'm prioritizing, so I just haven't prioritized it. But I think I'm just going to have to prioritize it and travel somewhere. (laughs) So what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Whoa. Okay, let's think. I would say the greatest accomplishment of my life would probably be, um, I would say going through ministry school and finishing all the way through um, because that's been one of the most challenging things so far. Like I wasn't really fully able to finish college. Um, and so I think, yeah, finishing ministry school, it was a really challenging couple of years of my life. And to be able to just get through all of those challenges and finish it was pretty big. What do you value most in a friendship? I think I value open communication. Um, 
I see that in our friendship and um, many of my others. I think it's important for in friendship to be able to say anything and everything and not feel like you're judged or you're going to get in trouble, but just to be able to say, this is where I am and to be able to be that place for your friends. What is your most treasured memory? Oh, wow. Okay. Most treasured memory. Um, I would say when I was a little girl, there was this one time that my dad was playing with me and my brother in the living room and my mom was in the kitchen cooking and my dad was like spinning me around and dancing with me to music. And my brother was like following us around with this big flashlight so that it looked like a spotlight and just spending that time being silly with my family and the comfort of my home with my mom cooking, my dad playing with me and my brother joining in on all the fun was just like, When I think back on my childhood, that's like the thing that makes Mm. me so happy. What is your most terrible memory? Oh, wow. (laughs) Gosh. There's been like, it's so hard to pinpoint one, but I can just kind of blanket answer this by saying any moments where I have felt like, rejected by friends or, um, guys or like getting my hopes up for this really, really awesome thing. And then just having a big letdown, like Mm -hmm. that's like the worst thing ever. And I can think of like a ton of those. So it's like, I sometimes wish I could just completely forget those, but they're there for a reason. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're are living now. Why? Yeah, that's huge. Um, I would probably like, it's probably like comes back to like fear of, um, I don't know, maybe like fear of like, what's everybody going to say if I just like leave all this stuff behind and do something really crazy. Mm -hmm. I'd probably like move to a different country or like, take a close friend and go travel or do something like a break out of the mundane and the ordinary and just do something (laughs) really fun. And like, what's stopping me? Yeah. What does friendship mean to you? Um, friendship means friendship means being there no matter what, no matter what time of day or night, um, no matter where you are, what you're doing. It's not that you don't have boundaries, And you can't tell somebody like, hey, I can't talk. But it's like, you know that that person is for you. Mm. Oh, well. What role do love and affection play in your life? What role do love and affection play in my life? Um, I'm going to (laughs) say I'm an Enneagram 2. And I feel like I'm really, like, I know this is going to sound like I'm all about myself. But I feel like I'm really good at loving people and, like, being acutely aware of all of their emotional and physical needs. And so I feel like with love and affection, like... Um, whenever I have somebody in my life, I try to pour myself out and love them with everything that I have to accommodate all of their needs. And there is this John Mayer song that I love. And it's like a quote from the song is like one of those promises I feel like from the Lord. And it says, I believe that my life's going to see the love I give returned to me. And for me, it's like, 
I love, like, I feel like I receive a lot of love and affections from friends and family and people like that. But like, I know that the way that I pour out my love for others Mm -hmm. one day, like through my husband and my children and all of those things, I'm going to have that poured back into me. I like that. Thank you. Share something you consider a positive characteristic of your audience. A positive characteristic of my audience is that they are willing to (laughs) come on this journey with me because I don't fully know what I'm doing. And uh, like I say at the beginning of my episodes, you know, I'm stumbling through this adulthood thing. So I think it's positive that they are willing to take the risk (laughs) to come on this journey with me, not knowing where we're going to end up. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most others? Yes. And I thank God for the family that I grew up with because we didn't always have everything. Like we didn't always have all of the materialistic things, but um, we had a very good bond. Like um, I spent tons of time with my mom. I like some of my best memories are getting home from school and sitting down with my mom when she drank her cup of coffee after work mm-hmm. and just like getting her insight and advice on everything. Some of my best memories with my dad were on Saturdays. He would take me to the record store with him and let me get cassette tapes and memories of like playing in the Creek with my brother, because we're only a few years apart from each other. Like we have a close knit family and, um, they loved the Lord. And so growing up with them was just like a dream come true. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I love my relationship with my mother. I still call her every week and, um, just kind of catch up with her. And I just love to hear her advice and her feedback. One thing that she's always given me has been tough love where, um, when I was really young, I was super sensitive and really emotional, which I think is a gift from the Lord. But if you don't know how to steward that, you will end up getting hurt a lot. And with the way that she gave me advice and kind of the tough love that she, she gave to me, sometimes it helped me to have a sense of grit and tenacity. Mm -hmm. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling. Okay. So, uh, me and my audience, we, we are all creative. We are all created and we are all figuring it out. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Okay, I wish I had someone with whom I can share um, my love for making family videos. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to become a close friend with your audience, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Okay, I feel like it's important for you to know that... I don't take myself too seriously. It probably already shows within this first 30 or so minutes of this podcast. (laughs) I am really, really lighthearted. And I have so much passion in my heart behind everything that I do. Um, But whenever my approach is always really fun and lighthearted and silly. Tell your audience what you like about them. 
Be very honest this time. Say things that you might not say to someone you've just met. Well, some of them I've never met. Um, so I'm saying what I think about my audience. Yes. I th- And I think I kind of said this before in a way, but I would say I think that if you're listening to this podcast, it shows me that you're, um, that you believe in me or believe in what I'm doing. And for that, I think that's so awesome. Like, I feel like I'm making friends through this experience, um, with people I might have never have connected with before. So, Mm -hmm. um, to anyone who's listening, I think you're awesome and I'm excited to connect with you and go on this journey together. In one minute, share with your audience an embarrassing moment in your life. (laughs) Okay. I feel like this would be the perfect moment to talk about the cinnamon allergy. (laughs) So, um, there is a hair lightening mask where you mix together honey, cinnamon, and conditioner and lemon (laughs) juice and apply it to your hair, uh, for several hours and it lightens your hair. Well, I tried this a few weeks ago and it worked seamlessly. It was perfect. And it lightened my hair a little bit, but for best results, you're supposed to do it four times. So I had started a detox and, um, tried it again. And you're really supposed to test the, um, solution on your hand before you apply it to your hair, because if you're allergic, you can have an allergic reaction. Well, I didn't consider the fact that I was detoxing the second time that I did it. And, um, as I applied it to all of my hair, I noticed that on my chest where my hair had the solution on it and was touching my chest, I was starting to get inflamed with hives. Well, I thought I could maybe suffer through it. So I just put it all over my whole head and my scalp started to burn and my forehead. And mind you, it's like 2 a.m. We're in the middle of quarantine. So the hospitals and emergencies probably aren't just accepting any old person for any old thing. And none of my friends are awake. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm about to die from an allergic (laughs) reaction giving myself a hair lightening treatment. So I FaceTimed Emily here and like I was laughing and crying and I had this solution all over me and I'm red as all get out. And I was like, Emily, what do I do? So this is where it gets funny. She encouraged me to rinse out everything and then go take some allergy medicine, which she knew that I had because she had left it for me when she moved out. Well, I took the allergy medicine and it started to make me loopy. I think I took a little bit too much. And then her mom suggested that I pour milk on my head (laughs) to soothe the uh, pain because milk (laughs) is a neutralizer. Well, I was on a detox and I didn't have any dairy milk. All I had was weak expired (laughs) coconut milk or no oat milk. And so I dumped a pint of expired oat milk on my head and FaceTimed Emily through it. And she just saw it drip down my face (laughs) and I looked so disgusting and it was awful. And I'm really embarrassed that I almost died trying to lighten my hair. (laughs) (laughs) When did you last cry in front of another person? Okay. And by yourself. Okay. So, oh, wow. Okay. I laugh cried in front of Emily and Melissa, uh, when we were recording a podcast earlier, because just the silliness of friends (laughs) drinking coffee and talking about stuff like you just, oh, and honestly, I prefer cry laughing to anything or laugh crying. That's my favorite way to cry is because something's so funny and it releases so many endorphins and makes me feel so good. But the last time I cried by myself was, um, 
Emily had sent me a link to this new Elevation song called What Would You Do? And basically the song is saying like, what would you do if Jesus walked into the room? And I was driving home from Tupelo and it was at nighttime and I just heard it. And it was like one of those songs that when you're like, listen to it with an open heart, it's like instant glory. Mm -hmm. Like I just cried and (laughs) started just singing in the spirit in my car. And (laughs) afterwards I was trying to FaceTime Emily to show her like, Emily, this song was so good it made me cry because I hardly like I kind of feel like I'm not really one to cry with music very often it has to be like a really good song to move me to tears tell your audience something that you like about them already one thing I like about you already is that you are alive and on this earth and a child of God (laughs) (laughs) what if anything is way too serious to be joked about Ooh. Oh my gosh. I feel like all the time I'm kind of like slightly crossing the line of like, what's too serious. (laughs) I'm not the best person to ask about that because I will kind of make a joke about everything. So that's how I feel about that. All right, then. If you were to die this evening (laughs) with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, (laughs) what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? It'd probably be my cinnamon allergy. Just kidding. (laughs) But if I died tonight, it would probably be because I tried the cinnamon lightning again. Um, What would you most regret not having told someone? (sighs) And why haven't you told them yet, Jen? Goodness gracious. That's real. Oh, man. I don't know. This is vulnerable. Oh, I'm like, what what should I share? What should I open up about? Think, Jen. Think. (laughs) Um... Probably like talking to all of my closest friends and family about the gospel of Jesus and like checking up on where they feel like they are with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because like we oftentimes live thinking like, oh, everything's fine. And everyone that I know is like taking care of and they're walking with Jesus and it's great. But like if I just had one more day to really make sure everybody is, I would. And I feel like the reason that we don't is a lot of times with our closest friends and family, it's like so awkward to try to bridge that gap and say, listen, like, are you like, are you saved? Do you walk with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And it's like set with some friends and some family. It's like, I just don't want the uncomfortableness of that. But like to me, evangelism is super important. So hmm. I took a serious turn with that one, but for real. Sometimes you need serious. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. <laughs> After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time Easy. to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm, like, tied because part of me is thinking I'd want to get all my um, Polaroids Mm -hmm. because I have those two little Polaroid books. Yeah. Then I have the magnets on the fridge, but I probably would die in the flames trying to peel off (laughs) all of those Polaroids (laughs) on the fridge. So I'd probably just have to go with the books. More importantly, though, I'd say my journals because my journals from the past, like, 10 years have been really important to me. Of all the pets you've ever had, whose death would you find most disturbing? Oh, gosh, this is kind of too soon. My dog, Skylar, passed away a few weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> I'm, it's fine. If my mom's listening to this, it's going to make her really sad. But that's okay. Hang in there, Tanya. Pets go to heaven, in my humble opinion. 
I second that. Um, but I would also say we had a cat named Boppy and, um, he, we called him Boppy cause he kind of bopped around. Um, <laughs> it's like a five-year-old naming a pet, but he was half like lynx, like a mountain cat, half tabby. So, um, he died like in the woods. He got into a lot of fights. Honestly, I don't even know why we had him because he liked to be outside more than inside. And whenever he was inside, he would attack us. But we loved him. <laughs> we wow. fed him and uh, we let him go, you know, because, you know, we didn't have much of a choice. Okay, Jen, last question. Ooh, we did good on timing. It's more of a command than a question. Okay. Share a personal problem and ask your audience's advice on how he or she might handle it. Whoa. Okay. Let's see a personal problem. Gosh, this is such a hard question. Um, and this is way more vulnerable than I would normally be, but I'm going to say, um, so the, the problem is I want to date somebody and I really do enjoy my singleness and I can't really complain about how fun and liberating it is to be a single in my twenties and how much fun that I can get into, especially with you, um, Emily, not the listener, well, maybe the listener too. <laughs> Let's have some fun. But what I'm really trying to say here is I want to date, but I live in a community where there's not really um, a ton of available guys who are kind of close to my age and interested in the things I'm interested in. And I've never done online dating. Nobody's really tried to set me up with anyone before. And I'm kind of in this place of like, I don't know where I'm going to meet somebody and I'm kind of scared to put myself out there online. Um, so I never do this. And I'm, but I'm going to do this. If you have somebody that you feel like would be a good suggestion for me or a good uh, connection, let me know or let them know because I'm not really going to go stalking guys on the internet. Um, let them know about me or if you have any advice, like if you have kind of experienced being single in a small town, um, and trying to find love, let me know. Like, and this isn't like a pitiful cry for help. This is just like, seriously, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> and I really love my singleness, but I'd love to date. So if you have anyone in mind or you have any strategies, hit your girl up. So, um, wow. We knocked that out in less than 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel like hopefully people know me 36 more times than they did before. Cause if you haven't met me before and you've listened to this, you know, you could be a complete stranger to me. So I hope that today, um, you've really gotten to know me a little bit more and, um, thank you, Emily, so much for coming on and interviewing me. I could not have done it myself or I could have, but it would have been rather dull so, a little split personality situation. <laughs> I like do different voices for the questionnaire. <laughs> who's that guy on the Hunger Games who's like the interviewer? I don't remember his name. Senna? Is that? I no. think that's the the makeup artist. I don't know. Well, there's a guy on Hunger Games that talks in a really <laughs> cheesy voice. I used to impersonate him a lot. So um, I like talking in a really cheesy voice like, so tell me one thing about what you would do if you were 
dying. Well, I would. Um, <laughs> well, now that you ask, I just have to say, yeah, me and Emily do a lot of voices. Maybe we'll, we'll have to have her back and do Jen's guide to impersonations. <laughs> <sighs> well, I had so much fun today. Um, talking about myself and having Emily interview me. And I hope that um, to any of my listeners, you feel like you know me a little bit better. This has been Jen's Guide to Being Jen. I am Jen Zetrauer. And um, if you'd like to connect any more about any of the things we've talked about, especially question number 36, wink, wink, guys, (laughs) wink, wink. Um, if you'd like to connect any further, you can find me on Instagram at jen.zetrower. See you guys next time. Maybe it'll be love. (laughs) 